The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com It is time now for Bag of Tips. Thanks to Oz Equipment Rentals and the best pub in the Mallee, of course, the Ultima Hotel and uh, the man from uh, Mailbag Bloodstock, Shane Curlio, who is, of course, the form guru, along with his family members, including his two sons there, uh, for the Mail Bay regarding Queensland racing. And he joins us now because he would have been rested up from the sails and ready to go to um, clean up there on the Gold Coast this afternoon. Hello to you, Curlio. Thanks for your time here on Giddy Up. Good morning, Gareth. Great to join you. Every morning I wake up, and I, particularly since I've been at the Gold Coast the last few mornings, thinking, geez, I'm a bit dusty. But there's always someone going worse than us, Gareth. So yes, that's you've got to a- get up and attack the day. 100%. Win the morning, win the day. Today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. Call the gambling hotline on 1-800-858-858. Um, now, how do you think this track will play, first of all? It is going to be interesting. We didn't know what the weather was doing. It was a little bit unpredictable. Um, and we finally arrive at the day today and looking at the track conditions... We are on a soft six. Will we stay at that range there, Curlio? Literally the million-dollar question, isn't it? Uh, Literally. I'm hoping, Gareth, in race one, we see a a little bit of intent from, you know, one of the leading senior jockeys that have good rides later in the day. I'd love to see someone spear to the outside fence at the top of the straight and just test the track for us. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure whether that's... Maybe legal. we should have a trial or something before the first year. <laughs> I'm not sure whether it's legal, but um, it's not as if we haven't seen it at other meetings where there was sort of, um, you know, some potential lane bias. Um, I, I really, it's a guesser's game with this one, isn't it? Like soft six, I would still, I would still be tipping well off the fence. I still, I'm sort of approaching that. You know, race one, for example, Alpine Edge is a two dollars thirty favourite at bet three six five, and it's drawn gate one, and I think that's a disadvantage. So, you know, I'll probably play small around the favourite in the first um, on something that might find the wider lanes, and then we'll see how the pattern unfolds from there. But you know, we've got it's not often on a Thursday at the Gold Coast you've got the best jockeys riding the track, is it? So they'll sort it out, and by the time the big race comes around, they'll have a clear understanding, I think, of. um, of where to put their runners. Is this a punting lesson for people out there? And I've seen this on a few occasions because it's been such a massive build-up and a long build-up because of what happened there on Saturday. Um, do you think sometimes, especially with the track like the Gold Coast, that we can overthink it and we forget about backing the, the, the fastest horses? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, fastest horse with the best jockey. And look, the first at the Gold Coast is a prime example. Um, J-Mac was, you know, was on, I think he was on a few media outlets on Saturday talking about the track and he was jokingly saying he's going to go and tell all his, uh, all his um, jockey comrades there that to go to the inside, it's the best part of the track when he clearly knew the outside was best. But that was because of the, the sprinkler, wasn't it, mainly? They fixed that Oh, surely. he said it jokingly, obviously, yeah. but um, no, but even like, even in the straight, um, you know, there was clearly better ground out wider and we saw that anyway with those one or two races that we had. So I'm sort of, yeah, it is a bit of a punting lesson, I suppose. Um, but it, it, when it gets to the big races, you've got to trust the, the big jockeys, Gareth. Yeah. What about F Troop? Um, Tony Golden made this Gallopy's best outside of the feature races today. Um, do you give yep. F Troop a hope? He's been around as long oh. as you these days. 
Yeah, that's a long time. Uh, I did tip him, Gareth, uh, leading up to the meeting. Um, and on this on, on on your show too, I thought he was sort of best at it, you know, outside the favourites. Uh, again, this is coming like it's a bit of a guessing game here. He's going to be sort of tracking wide, isn't he, from the gate? Um, I sort of thought, you know, since we're talking about the first race, I sort of thought numbers one, two, and three were the were the sort of horses you could work around. Um, I'll probably leave the three out at the quote and sort of work around one and two. We know Wisdom of Water races well this track, and um, yeah, I just think it's uh, it's. A bit of a dangerous one to be back in the favourite with gate one in All race right. one. All right, then. What other races are you playing in today that you're confident with? Um, oh, the whole race program numbers have changed around, haven't they? I'm all over the place. So race have... seven, Gareth. Yep. Race seven, number two, Scalopini. Good horse, good trainer, good jockey. Yeah. Uh, you can have a good bet. Um, has that... Um, you know, it has that good King of Sparta form, doesn't it? When he just got knocked off there in, yeah. in uh, at Caulfield last preparation and then, you know, ran against some good horses, including Mr. Brightside um, and then winning at Flemington at the end of the carnival there. Just a very good horse. Uh, I think he's got a little bit of a map advantage over 11-11. And, um, yeah, I think I think Scalopini will win. I think 11-11 will run second and whatever can run third. But I think those two have a class edge and I think Scalapini's just the best, better out of the two of them for would, sure. Would you take $2 King of Sparta on a soft six there? Well, the good thing about uh, about King of Sparta's race, it does come up in race six and there's no tricks to him. He's going to get back and run on. So if, you know, getting back and running on down the, down the middle or wider by race six, you'd be happy to be on him. Um there's a chance, though, Gareth, it could suit horses that are on speed and then get to the right part of the track first. That's what I'm looking for today. Um, you know, horses like um, Mautai, for example, is one of those. Axe mm-hmm. is one of those. So um, I think King of Sparta is better than all of them. And if the track's suitable by, by that time of the day, they can run on. You'd be happy to be on it even money. Should we just get on Yellow Brick? Um, Rory says Yellow Brick in the Guineas, Gaz. It's a battle for the lead, and Spiritualize won't get there from sixteen. Your thoughts there? Um, yeah, look, it's it was super impressive uh, at Toowoomba winning, winning the King of the Mountain, um, and before that, like it, it handled all, it handled Soothsayer comfortably uh, every time it met it. Um, and only sort of got beat by Plundering on a heavy track at the coast, but Plundering was flying at that point. And she's, as he's gone up in trip, he's just got better and better. I still think it's a big step up in class. Like that, you've got to remember that the King of the Mountain, although being worth seven hundred and fifty thousand, it was um, pedestrian, pedestrian, pedestrian tempo early uh, home track. Big advantage up there in a very, very restricted race. Um, thought it might be under the odds, and that's not because some people at Curly Bet HQ are on at 34, 41, and 51. It's just that it's, it's rock bottom odds at 350, I thought. Um, you've got horses like Russian Conquest that go good. Tijuana, um, you know, there's a few there that can go forward as well and put some speed on. So, um, yeah, I thought he was like, he's a great it's a great winning chance, but, you know, I'll let it drift out to $4 plus before thinking about a bet. Are we still backing Gay in the two-year-old classic Platinum Jubilee 550 with bet 365? Empire of Japan still the favourite 460 in the two-year-old classic? Yeah, I, nothing much has changed there. Like, obviously, we're going to have a couple of races beforehand. Um Two gay runners, yeah, for sure. It just continues to shorten Platinum Jubilee, doesn't it? Like, um, 
Yeah. It didn't feel like that long ago we were talking about the horse and it was six or seven dollars Saturday morning. It's now five fifty and five dollars, as you said, elsewhere. Uh summer loving, uh it's sort of seventeen dollars. I thought it was a hope and the other one, there's sort of one other and we'll just see how the track plays, Garris. Um, because I think the the jaw might knock it out. But Empress of Wonder uh had been you know, had went super last start, I thought, yeah. you know, completely unsuitably run race, but you know, and then that's without even mentioning Skirt the Law, who's coming for solid support and will be right there from gate four and finding the best part of the track, All you right. know, early in the straight. So heaps going on in that race, but we'll stick with the gay runners. Kelly, because you've been so good to us, we're giving you $300 to spend today with a staking plan. What can you do for us? No, I'll take 100 because I need it. Yes. Petrol. Um, right. No. Let's have... Um, Let's just have the the biggest bet on the best horse, race seven, number two, Scalopini. Let's have a couple of hundred on it. Yep. Um, what a luxury backing marks are on a Thursday at the Gold Coast. Then um, we'll have uh, what does that leave me a hundred? We'll have um, we'll have sixty on Platinum, uh, seventy on Platinum Jubilee, and thirty on Summer Loving in Beautiful. the uh, in race three. Love your work, Kelly. Enjoy, of course, the Gold Coast today, and um, we appreciate all of your work for us here on Giddy Up. Absolute pleasure, Gareth. There we go. Strike gold with uh, the Golden Grey Summer Carnival. So he's keen on Scalopini, $200 straight out for Curly O, and then $60 the win on Platinum Jubilee in the third race, the two-year-old classic, and save on the um, we well, can win a little bit as well on the stable, mate. Summer loving with the blinkers on and, and a middle gate there. Um, in the two-year-old classic, just $40 and some are laughing. Of course, the Gold Grace Carnival concludes on February 2 with the Group 1 Gold Bullion at Albion Park. Let's uh, have a chat now to Benny Iset, who's done the form for us at Wangaratta and Pakenham. Um, Benny, it's a good morning to you. Good morning, Gareth. How are we making some money there at um, Wangaratta this afternoon? Mate, we're just going to have the two bets at Wangaratta and we'll have a bit of a crack tonight at Packing and one of few, responsibly, yep. of course. We'll kick off in race one, number nine, Royal Invader at Wangaratta. My use just camp, Nicky Poy to ride. Look, I've loved this Phillies jump out. She's shown a lot of natural speed. Look, first up, last preparation at Sandown. She was only beaten the length in the nice race in town. There's a lot of speed in this race. I think she can just tuck in behind them today. I think she'll prove too good. She'll be short but sweet, about the dollar ninety quote. All right, then. Race one, number nine there at Wangaratta. What else are we doing? Race seven, number six, Chateau's Simon Zara, D. Holland. But this bloke finally broke through last start at Cranbourne. He sat three wide. Nothing really went his, went his way that day, and he was still able to put the field away. But I think he's one of them horses that, you know, it took him a while to break his maiden, but I think now that he's done it, I think he can really go on with it. He's around the $3.30 quote. I think he'll be hard to beat. Yep, so race seven, number six, race one, number nine, and then pack it in. We've got the heats of the Rich Maiden series for the first time um, tonight, and we all know that you're a specialist when it comes to maiden racing in Victoria, Benny, I said. Yeah, we are, we are going to have a bet in that race, race six. We will start earlier on in race four, number four, Diamond Model, Phil Stokes, Mick Poy. Look, this filly is very impressive first up, last preparation. She looks to have come back bigger and stronger, running very well in two jump outs leading in here. She looks primed for a first up assault. The 240 looks a nice price. Looks very hard to beat in race four. Yes. And then um, at a rate. what do we do after that? 
We'll go race five, number seven, Imperial Hilton. Yep. Paddy Payne, Bo Mertens. This going by the fact that, look, he's got some talent, this bloke. He's been a touch disappointing his first two couple runs in, albeit in stronger grade. He drops back to a 70 here. Paddy's thrown the blinkers on, which shows me some intent. I think we can play him one by three at the each way price. He's around $14. Beautiful. We've got two more bets, mate. We'll yep. go race six, number six, in one of them heats of the sports bet maiden series. Number six, Musgrave. Ma Eustace, Benny Allen. This bloke was good first up behind Soho Queen, who's come out and ran well since. He stays at the 1,400 metres tonight. Will strip fitter, good draw. Looks to get a good run. I think he'll be hard to beat at about $3.60. Mm-hmm. Then we'll go to race seven, number seven, Electrify. Mick Price, Mick Kent, Bo Mertens. Look, this mare by shocking. Two strong jump outs have looked really good this time in. She did win over 1,400 last preparation. She looks ready to go over the 1,400 again tonight. I think she can repeat the dose of last preparation and get the job done around $2.80. So love it. Race four, number four. Race five, number seven. Race six, number seven. And race seven, number seven. Your best at packing race, them tonight. And you like a couple. Race six, number six, that one was. Oh, going. sorry. Race six, number six. I do have race six, Musgrave. number six. Yep, Musgrave for yep. Mara and Eustace and race seven, number seven. Hey, um, six tips today around Victoria. Hopefully to fill up. Benny, you've been in wonderful form, brother. Um, keep it up. Thanks, Gareth. All right, then. There's Benny, I said. This kid's a star, Riley Morgan. He's done the form for us on the Scups. In fact, we'll go to Riley Morgan in just a moment. Talking about stars, uh, Mickey Gannon. He doesn't miss these days from the great tip-off. Um, everywhere I go these days, people are asking me about this former golfer who's just tipping winners for fun. Hello to you, Mickey. G'day, G. How are you this morning? Good, thank you, mate. Um, what are we doing today at Tamworth? Um, you like a few? I think you found one at a price there yesterday you sent out to all of your followers on your social media platforms. Um, so sounds like you might be pretty keen. I did, mate, yeah. That one comes in race five and number eight, Alarm. But this horse was a uh, former Victorian down there with the Murray Eustace stable and comes through some really strong form lines. The blinkers went on and the horse performed pretty good, but it was pretty luckless. It's now gone to two grills, hasn't had a trail, been kept fresh, I think. You're getting about six dollars, and that new price is going to start a lot shorter. And it's a very good chance, G. So, race five, number eight, there at Tamworth. What else are we doing there, mate? Looking to kick off the first race in style of Domin Teller. Race one, number one for the Sioux Grill Stable again. Sate Chicken, obviously not a bad meal, but uh, yeah. I tell you what, fourteen hundred meters first up, and the rain is coming to Tamworth. Might be a bit of a risk, and it's only a dollar seventy shot. So. Hopefully we can get the favourite role, race one, number one, Dom and Teller. So they're the only two. Have you got another one for us? Nah, just the two, G. Beautiful. And we'll catch up with you shortly for the weekend preview. Looking forward to that. Look forward to it. Cheers, mate. There's Mickey Gannon from the great tip-off. Now we'll catch up with the kid from WA, the young star, Riley Morgan, who's done the form for the meeting on the Scarp side track there at Pinjara today. Hello to you, Riley. Hall, very good morning. Um, what are we doing there today in the West? Can we find some winners? Yeah, I think we can. There's a couple of races um, I'm keen to get involved in today, G. To kick off in race number one, horse number one here, Shooting Contiki is the name of the horse. I really like the price. It's still on offer for this horse first up. And last campaign, this horse has run uh, third in a two-year-old event first up, under two lengths of drift of a couple of really nice types over here, me, Augusto, and 
Uncle Jared before running further placings behind some very nice tyres. So I thought the race trial win was very good without the blinkers. Races in them here first up and should love in a lovely spot over the speed from the gate at a track. The, the Scarpside track this season, Gareth, has been pretty difficult to make ground on all season. So I think you do need to be over the speed and that's where she should love. Love it. So race one, number one, to kick off proceedings. And what are we doing after that, Riley? Race two, number 12 here, Gareth, Desert Nymph. And I'll make her my best bet on the card. I really wish it wasn't down the Pinjara straight five furlongs, but I have got plenty of time for this three-year-old filly. She was beaten under two lengths, laced up heels the last time we saw her at Northam. And we know what that filly has since gone on to do. And she was very unlucky not to have finished a little bit closer there as well after being held up and chopped out briefly in the straights. And in a recent trial, if Troy Turner was very quiet on her. I think if he had have let her go, she was really ready to absolutely let rip. And she's drawn the right side of the grandstand, uh, drawn the right side of the straights, I should say, to hug that grandstand fence. I think without any bad luck, she should be winning here. And I'm, I want to keep following this filly. I think she's got stacks of untapped ability. So Desert Nymph around that 270 quote there with Bet365, race two, number 12. Is that it, mate? Or have you got another one? Just got a couple. I'll make it short yep. and sharp, Gareth. Race five, number 10, Zaza Rock, will be very popular and rightfully so. Just comes through superior form references to rivals, second behind the half to Elite Street last night in Albright. I think that she looks to map for a really nice draw um, from that last run from that draw, I should say. I think if she holds her form, she should be winning. And one for our good friend SJ Miller, Gareth. Race six, number one, Attaboy Charlie. I thought his trial before the first up effort was that of a horse that's come back in superb order and he just pulled himself into the ground fresh in a very slowly run race. I think he had the measure of a horse in the same race villains that he meets today in that trial by absolute panels and he's over double the price of him as a result of that first up failure. I think he settles better here from another soft draw and he's each way all day, way over the odds. Yeah, race six, number one, Attaboy Charlie, $17. So that's a good push for an SJ Miller train galloper. Um, might have to follow you in there, Riley. Love your work, mate. Continue to dominate for Subiaco at pre-season training, and we'll catch up with you shortly. Beautiful. Thanks, Gareth. Great to catch up with Riley Morgan with his tips there at Pinjara in at the West. Now, the mailman at Rockhampton likes just the one today. Race seven, number one, Amundi Bay. So that's race seven, number one there in Queensland at Rockhampton. Let's catch up now with Darren Carroll because there's a harness racing meeting at Kilmore in Victoria. G'day, Daz. Morning, Gareth. Yes, uh, Kilmore tonight. Um, pretty tough card, actually. Um, there's 12 races, so plenty to choose from. But I've come up with um, a Sonia Smith-Anthony Buck double. So okay. they're, the two, they're the two that I'm keen on. Um, race six, number 11, Lady of the Arts. It's only had the one run for them. And uh, on that occasion, it was looming up. And I think it was either going to win or run second. And it went out of its gear. Um, so it's almost got a few tricks to it, but I'm... Banking on the spacious Kilmore track and just coming with one run late, and we'll get each way. Odds currently four sixty, but because of the draw, then I think that you know we'll get out to five or six dollars closer to the to the jump, and I think it's a really really nice each way bet. So, race six number eleven, Lady of the Arts. Um, their other one is in race seven number five, Stir Me Up. It's a lot different. It's going to be around about um, even money, that a little bit better. Um, it's got really good gate speed. I expect it to lead. It's a massive class drop. Uh, when you think about the last three runs it's been, it's been beaten by Yen Bookie and Major Moth and that now. So uh, just a significant class drop here. It's got a good record over the sprint trip, which is tonight's race, um, and it will give us a massive sight. So 
We'll go the Sonia Smith Anthony Butt double, Gareth. All right, there we go. There must be good things if you're tipping those two horses from that camp. I'm looking forward to seeing how they go around at Kilmore tonight. Good on you, Daz. We'll talk about the Ballarat Cup tomorrow. All right, we'll do. There we go. go. Darren Carroll there. Ladbrokes pulls the thunder Saturday, January 21st. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Simon Orchard now joins us to go through his best bets in the Dogs in New South Wales today and tonight. Hello to you, Simon. Morning, G. How are you, mate? Good, thank you, mate. Where do we start with your best bets here? We're going to start the first race today in New South Wales. Casino, race one, number two, She's All Charm. As I said, it's a card opener up there. It's only a four-dog field, which typically can take luck out of the equation. should give every dog its chance. Now, look, two of them run race. Gareth, both those dogs are drawn wide in six and eight. Our tip, She's All Charm, is in box two. had has run five minus from seven starts. So yet to break a maiden, but has been very consistent. Her best, 17-12, it's two lengths better than the other tried runner, Integrity Sun, which jumped from box one. I think she's about to knock off her maiden today for Steve Casey, and we give her strength. Casino race one, number two, she's all charm. Then we head out to the bush, Gunnar race three, number two, Katie Dixie. $4 with bet 365 at the moment for a greyhound that's won or placed 11 times from 19 starts at track and trip. And only missed the money once from seven starts in box two, Gareth. $4 with Bet 365 at the moment. I like those stats. She hasn't won for a while, October 17 last year. She had a bit of a stack in there somewhere, so she had a bit of time off the track. But I reckon she always gives you a good run for your money. The one, Moonline, is a lid pinger. So hopefully Katie Dixie from two should be able to bounce, settle behind it, hopefully can just peel off late and then zap them. Gunnar, race three, number two, Katie Dixie. Then we head to Zapto tonight, as always, for Thursday night chasing. Race five, number three, she's airborne. Bomb the start last week, got chopped out, hit the running rail at the first turn. They had no luck, still ran third, which is a pretty decent run. Spoke with Mick Harbin earlier today, Gareth. He said they've been doing box work with her all week, trying to reinvigorate her when the lids fly. Very bullish on her chances. He's got two in the race. Uh, the other one won last week. So I think Mick can hopefully lend us into something there. Or he's pulling a Swifty on us and he wants to back <laughs> the seven with Zipping Swazi. But I trust him. No. I trust him at the moment. Um, and I think she's airborne can win. Look, more grunt from four. She probably will lead. She gets very tired late. and She's airborne, has won over 5.20 a couple of times down at Dapto. So race five, number three, she's airborne. If it doesn't get up, Mickey Harbin, I'm coming for you. Oh, I think Mickey, he wouldn't let us down, brother. He wouldn't let us down. Good <laughs> on you, Simon. Thanks for that, mate. Have a great day. Hooroo. There's Simon Orchard there from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. And Greyhound Racing New South Wales Deputy CEO Wayne Billett joins us now to have a chat about this magical night. Um, on Saturday night at Wentworth Park where some of the best dogs in the country will be doing battle, including, of course, in the, the Ladbrokes' Pools of Thunder because what a field that is. And Wayne joins us now. Good morning to you, Wayne. Thanks for your time. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. And as always, a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you. Jeez, I can't wait for this Saturday night. And we had a chat to the Ennis camp over the last couple of days and there was just a little concern with Amron Boy with the way that he went there in his heat. He still won, but they took his bloods and the bloods have come back clear. So he's ready to go and head back down that Hume Highway to take on the likes of She's and Pearl and also French Martini, who are battling out for favouritism as we speak. So you must be over the moon with the quality of sprinters engaged in this group one at Wenny Park Saturday night. Yeah, definitely, Gareth. And, and I think Emron Boy will be better for the run at Wenke, um from yeah. last from last week. So I think that will definitely uh, favour him as well. And you're right, you know, some of the you know, stars are springing in across the country you're in on Saturday night. And you're right, it's been an enthralling contest. And I think you're right, the, the three that you just mentioned will be there. Um, but yeah, overall, you know, Gatlin, um, 
and that Embrace are also Group One Group race winners as well. So across the board, the eight dogs is you know there's, there's not a struck match between them to be fair. No, and when you watch say Emron Boy in the Phoenix the other day, you think well. If he gets any luck in any race that he competes in, there's no dog that's going to beat him in the country. But um, it is dogs for courses, if you if you know what I mean, because yep. um, the visiting dogs that head to, head to Wentworth Park, especially the Victorians, and the Victorians have had many a star, like the Shimmer Shines and the Simon Told Helens and those type of dogs in previous years, um, that it's not, and they've proven that it's not easy to head to Wentworth Park and beat New South Wales' best dogs in their own backyard. No, that's exactly right, Gareth. And, and, and across the board, that that does pay a huge difference with whichever state you're in. That sort of home ground advantage is always hard for the interstaters to crack. And um, and he's on his like, you know, well, there's only the one interstater in against all those, but what an interstater to have, to be fair. So uh, it will be an enthralling affair. And you've got the National Futurity Final as well, which is race six on the card. And that's another terrific field. Mortified from box one's the favourite, but... Uh, Windra all classes had a bit of backing as well. And even baby JC from the pink box at $3.50. And we've also got the national derby final. And that should be a beauty with Victor Damien, the favourite there at two seventy. Yeah, exactly right, Gareth. And, and we've got three states represented. Yeah. We've got the Rasmussens from South Australia and Britons from Victoria and, that, and Bobby Douglas from Victoria. So it is a real clash of, you know, the, the, the young bitches coming in, in for that race. So that's, that's that again, is a cracking race. There's probably real four or five legitimate chances in that race as well. Yeah, 100%. And um, as you said in the promos for this particular night, it is supercharged greyhound racing. And it seems like there's never a dull moment in the sport of greyhound racing. There's feature racing each and every week. Yeah, Gareth, you know, a greyhound racing over the last two or three years from a feature prize money perspective has really evolved across all our, all the states' jurisdictions. You know, we, it rolls from one to the other to the other, which which is only great for our sport. And, and the chance to get to see champions you know, throughout all the states is exciting in itself. And there's nothing more than a bit of you know, friendly rivalry when the states come together in these sorts of things. So you're right, greyhound racing from that perspective is, is never been stronger. And, you know, and to be fair, it's been shared around. There's been a lot of different people who've won all these different types of races, which has been life-changing for some of the owners and trainers and the people involved. So you know, certainly the sport has certainly gone from strength to strength in that regard. And you must be happy with the sport, not only for the feature racing, like we get to see at Wentworth Park, but outside of that, it's been another stellar year for the... The sport, especially in New South Wales, yeah, it has goes. I mean, we've you know we've had a very strong focus on promoting our regional racing and that, which is you know, which then in turn supports the city racing. But across the board, you know, participants, clubs, everyone's played their part in, in making the industry better, and um, we couldn't be more excited with uh, with uh, more happy with how it's gone. Exciting about what the future brings for us all. All right, mate, we appreciate your time here. Kim, obviously, get out to Wentworth Park if you're in the Sydney area. Um, on Saturday night because um, some of the best young dogs and some of the best um, senior dogs doing battle in those group ones. Yep, it will be an absolutely cracking night. Um, there's not two better 11 race card meetings that we have on our calendars throughout the year, and this is definitely one of them across the board, so it should be an absolutely fantastic night. Yep, it definitely is. Greyhound Racing Supercharged. Good on you, uh, mate. Thanks for your time, and good luck this Saturday night, Wayne. Yeah, thanks, Gareth. And as always, appreciate the chance to come on. Thank you. Now, there's Wayne Billett. Does a wonderful job. Wonderful administrator for the sport of greyhound racing. Of course, he's the deputy 
CEO for Greyhound Racing New South Wales. And the Ladbrokes pulled the thunder Saturday, January 21st. It will be Greyhound Racing Supercharged. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Let's catch up with the watchdog to go through his best bets on the programs today around Victoria. Watchy, hello to you. We'll start off with Shepparton. Yeah, morning, Gareth. Yeah, Shepparton uh, kicks off before midday today, and we're going to go to race five. Uh, pretty keen on number one, Call Me Thor. Uh, he's been placing three or four at the track. Box one suit. Two, his only two career wins have come from the red, and he's got good early burn. We're getting... Uh, $3.90. It's a, it's a pretty even lineup uh, when you look at it that way. But from box one, I just think he holds the top. The two likes to race middle to wide. So he's going to get that cover as they go through the first turn. And as I said, at the price, he's worth a look. He's, he's due to break through at Shepparton. Uh, should be no excuse for today. So race five, number one, to get us started. All right, then. Then what uh, do we do then at uh, the next meeting we'll have a look at is Warrigal. And then we'll go to Warnable yeah. after that, mate. Sounds good. Um, yeah, Warrigal race five as well here. Number two, Disco Inferno, two dollars seventy. Uh, it's dropping back to four sixty today. It's been doing its racing over five ninety five and five fifteen in town. Uh, we'll find this a lot easier. Actually, has good early speed considering it's been racing over longer distances. There's no speed in the red, so we should she should cross the the inside runner pretty quickly. The main danger looks to be the three, Mister Ha Ha, but. I think he'll be giving her a head start and he's still learning what it's all about. So he's likely to find a bit of trouble in the run. You're getting 270 about uh, Disco Inferno. If it finds a top, I can't see him getting past her. She's probably a 26 flat type of greyhound around Warrigal and that's more than enough to win a race of this calibre. At Warnable tonight, we've got the Oaks and Derby final, which is races six and eight. So that's a, a must-see must see races. But my best comes up in race four, number three, Spring Bart. This is the best anywhere today. Getting a $1.85. I know it's short, but this thing will just win. It's the best $1.85 you'll see for a while. He's absolutely flying since moving to Victoria. He's won three or four. He's lit up the clock at Shepparton, Warnable and Warrigal. Uh, today, he steps up to the 450. It won't be a problem. He'll he'll assume control pretty quickly, and uh, they won't get anywhere near him. So the $1.85, anchor him all your multis for today. All right, then it's Sandown tonight too. Yeah, we're going to race six. Uh, it's a good anchor in the quaddy here. Number five, Elite Alex. Uh, look, he, he put the writing on the wall as a potential star with a 29.84 win at the Meadows uh, and a 29.27 win at Sandown. He's had a few average runs in between, but he's been taking on some elite company. I think tonight's race, there's not a, a stack of speed drawn inside. So if he times a start, he'll outmuster him. He's about a 502, 504 dog to the first marker. That's far superior to what any of his rivals can run. So if he, as long as he doesn't absolutely bust the start, I think he should find the top at the first turn. And the $2.15 looks a good bet. If he finds the top, they won't get anywhere near him. Good on you, Watchy. Thanks for that.